you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The Around the NFL Podcast. Doesn't poop and porter potties. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, coming to you from a virtual room filled with heroes. Is it just me or are those starting to get weirder? Uh, yeah. Greg Rosenthal, Mark Sessler, Ricky Hollywood. What's up, gang? Mm. I guess Matt Money Smith uh, wasn't aware of my trip to Lollapalooza in 1998. You know what I'm wow. saying? Wow, what a Ugh. memorable deuce that must have been years and years <laughs> later. Uh, and and I don't know if she wants to join the show anymore, but again, for the second consecutive week, hit it, Ricky. It is the great, unstoppable queens of NFL Network, Colleen Wolf. Yeah. Welcome back to the Around the NFL what podcast. Is I can't do my lounge singer here. That act doesn't work with this music. Mm. Oh, that's fair. That's fair, but I know it's within you. It's always within you. How are you, Connie? It's always here. I, well, I feel I feel like a lounge singer with this giant microphone. I feel like I must handle the microphone. I don't know. Why is it so prominent? Why is it so in your face right now? Because I'm on my couch. I don't have anywhere else to put it. I don't have a professional setup like you guys. So how's the move gone? How's the move gone? Oh you're, my you, gosh. you're now in a different part of LA. Yeah, we'll never it, see uh, it. Why? Well, hey, how about well, you guys come over? I wouldn't call it's that a LA, standing though. invitation. It is it's still LA, LA somehow. LA. I mean, I right, guess where, what's your address? LA. Let's Google yeah. it right now and find out whether it's within the limits. Okay, here it is. Ready? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's coming over. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Colleen, for uh, joining us again. It's so fun to have you here in the Chris Wessling chair for the Tuesday edition of the show. Um, off to off to a uh, you know. A bit of a filthy start, but we are um, excited to be with you, and we have a lot to talk about, um, including Latvia. Yes. What was that? Latvia. Are we, La- are we I, talking about? I still don't know that one. I haven't pieced that one together yet. But okay. I know. But I know that the a certain uh, two powerhouses of the NFL squared off on Monday Night Football. So we're going to get into Chiefs Ravens. Uh, we're also going to talk about. Unfortunately, COVID-19 has uh, reared its ugly head once again, and we're still finding out as things go along here on Tuesday how that could affect uh, week four and and uh, beyond. We'll get into that. Uh, also, a little fun game, a little game show. We haven't done a game show in a while. Connie's here. It's going to be fun. And, of course, uh, the the unbreakable, so the Samuel L. Jackson character, 
uh, to Bruce Willis's character, which is Jets Broncos Thursday night preview. We'll hit that as well. Uh, so let's get going. So much to do, starting with Monday Night Football. There's Mahomes, gets some pressure, man in his face. He's got Hardman wide open for the touchdown. McCole Hardman and Mahomes paid the price. Hit by Marlon Humphrey. Touchdown, Chiefs. Oh, my God. Patrick Mahomes is so good. So, so, so freaking good. 34-20 Chiefs over the Ravens in Baltimore. And it really didn't even feel that close. Patrick Mahomes completely out of his mind. 31 of 42, 385 yards, four touchdowns, passing one touchdown on the ground, averaging over nine yards at attempt, 133 and a half passer rating. Absolutely outplays Lamar Jackson. And we'll start right there, Greg Rosenthal, um, with... Yes, we knew the Chiefs are great. They're the defending champs. They haven't lost since last November 10th. Uh, and I don't think anybody should be surprised that they came out firing and delivered a great performance. I think the takeaway for everyone here is, whoa, what happened to the Ravens and this increasing narrative that's building? Uh, and I know that Lamar Jackson sometimes gets certain people defensive. Uh, that Jackson, for all of his greatness, and he's a reigning MVP... Seems to struggle when adversity hits, and when it hit on Monday night, he had no answers. Well, their entire team didn't. I, I think that's right. I think the Chiefs are the story just as much um, because coming into this game, we they hadn't been playing as well. We all thought the Ravens were going to win this game. A lot of a lot of people did. It, it's stupid. It was a reminder: a never pick against Patrick Mahomes, and, and b that the you know don't get too carried away with the first two weeks of the season. Look at the larger body of work. What you're pointing to with the Ravens are that when they lose, they do it hard, and it's a full <laughs> team. I mean, they they really do. They got blown out by the by the Titans. They didn't show up for three quarters against the Chargers in the playoffs. Even when they lost to the Browns last year, that, that was not a close game. When they've lost, everyone on their team has been terrible, including Lamar Jackson. That was the worst game of Jackson's career. I wasn't surprised to see that Hollywood Brown and Mark Andrews actually had the two lowest grades of anyone on their offense. They dropped five passes between them. I counted three drives that essentially ended uh, because of their drops. The offensive line had penalties. You know, it was sloppy throughout. Harbaugh kind of started with a weird uh, tempo setter that he goes for a field goal right off the bat. Uh, and then Lamar starts fumbling, can't get everyone set up well. So it there is something weird. And I think it's – and the defense was terrible too. I think there is something to be said that when the Ravens have gotten some push in the last couple years that they're not close. Like they haven't been competitive. The score was more competitive in this game uh, than I really thought it was between these two. It was a disappointment, Connie. Don't you think? This game was a letdown. I, it was, because it was all Chiefs from the jump. And the Ravens' offense, they just looked completely out of sorts. And it really reminded me of when they played the Titans in the AFC uh, in the playoffs there, because it was the same type of thing. They fell behind, and then that's what everybody talks about with their offense. They just don't have what it takes to get back in once they're behind, once they're kind of trying to claw back. And I really thought that they were going to get back in the game when Dever DuVernay uh, scored on that kick return. They made it a three-point game. Then the defense, they stopped Mahomes, but the Ravens, they just they couldn't handle it. And Mahomes, my goodness, like... I mean, he scored basically every single way. All of the passes that he had, it was either, you know, a dime. It was that little underhand shovel pass. He's throwing to Eric Fisher. I mean, we had a big man touchdown. That was fantastic. So it was a fun game, but it really was kind of disappointing to see. Not competitive. The it Ravens, not. yeah, not this, do it. This looked like, I mean, they more than doubled their yardage. It did not feel like a competitive game. I mean, aren't you? I don't know. It's just weird to see the Ravens look so good, so normally, and then completely outclassed. Well, I mean, the Ravens, they're with Lamar Jackson. They're 21-1 and in the regular season and 0-3 with Lamar Jackson versus the Chiefs. And Lamar Jackson pointed out that, you know, the Chiefs have been his kryptonite, um, that they thought that the Chiefs— Don't say that. He said that. I'm not no, saying not that. No, not you. Not you. Right. Lamar, I, don't I, say that. But that's don't my, bring that my whole don't point would be that. that rivalries 
have a very human element to them. And when you think about a team that tries to get over the hump against another team, especially in the NBA, but in the NFL too, there is definitely a psychological block that's that the lesser team must get past. And this is a Chiefs team the Ravens have struggled against. And I put it all on Andy Reid. And we already knew that Andy Reid was, you know, genius level playmaker. But some of the stuff that they do week to week, you know, you're right, Greg, that it's early in the season to judge any of these teams. But the Chiefs have a way to look different on offense week after week. You know they've got a bevy of weapons, so you're not sure it's gonna not going to funnel through one guy. I love what our friend Connor Orr wrote um, when, he, when he reported on this game, saying, how do you study film on the Kansas City Chiefs when the director of that film is a madman? And that is Andy Reid right now. And I think that part of the equation is that we keep, you know, correctly, we clumped the Ravens and Chiefs together as the two teams in the AFC competing for this precious solo buy. Well, there was a total differentiator last night, and I'm not sure that there is a clumping of two teams. Not right now. The game was pretty much decided by this point. But that I'm thinking of a, a particular play. I believe it was about third and four late in the fourth quarter. And they did a good job on the telecast illustrating it uh, where the Chiefs could have just run it into the line and probably get a couple of yards and then punt it or go for a long field goal. But instead, they call pass and they have uh, three guys lining up left going right. And then they have a they have Kelsey lined up as a tight end heading uh, towards heading left. And then the running back sneaks out from the backfield and, and makes the catch and goes seven yards. And the game is basically officially over at that point. You know, it's it reminded me and I tweeted about it that like when you are if you root for a team that has a bad offensive scheme, a bad head coach. Uh, bad personnel handling of their personnel games like these blow your mind because you're like whoa <laughs> right. what what's this like what are they doing like what sport am I watching here and uh, that's why I think the Chiefs are such a special team and a team that has the chance to uh, to just be around for a long time because it's kind of a perfect storm situation here just like in a lot of ways it was a perfect storm with Brady and Belichick and the run they went on. I'm not saying the Chiefs are going to do the same thing because that thing that happens maybe once every hundred years. But to have, you know, arguably the most physically talented, gifted quarterback ever at 24 years old, you have Andy Reid with all this wisdom and ability to stay current and stay on top of the league on offense. All these skill players, they are doing a good job behind the scenes building the roster. I mean, when does it end? When do they even lose? And now right. the defense is looking better, too. Chris Jones, he was on it last night. In the first half, he had four tackles, two sacks. It, I feel like this defense, they just continue to kind of come into their own, and that's really scary for the rest of the league. Well, the Ravens should have a defined identity, but the Chiefs take them out of it, whereas the Chiefs do what they want. I mean, Andy Reid's amazing. I, I, no one's a bigger fan of him than me. But Mahomes well, there gets, may be there may be one right. human I'm being saying, in America that's a bigger fan of it's him. An, it's, a, it's a use of exaggeration. I've said he's a Hall of Famer for a long time, but there's only one Patrick Mahomes, and he's so hard to get to the ground. Like there's, it, you're almost running out of things that are new to say about him. But I think that's underrated. Like how many times they did get uh, rushers to him. I mean, they tried to blitz. They tried to change up what they 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 blitz all the time, and it's just not going to work against him. He killed them with his legs in terms of running, and then th- there's no de- defense for an 11 yard drop out of shotgun where he sees where the blitz is coming, so he just starts dropping diagonally to the left. I mean, no coach would ever tell you to do that. No coach <laughs> would ever tell you to take an 11 step drop out of shotgun. It's insane. But that's because no one has the arm and the ability to deliver it like Mahomes does. So they're doing what they do. But the Ravens get crazy. I mean, Harbaugh was a wimp on the fourth downs. And and the second they fell behind, after starting the game well running the ball, they passed it 13 times and ran it twice for the rest of the first half. It's like, you can run the ball and catch up. The Rams did it on uh, Sunday. They ran yeah, the ball they the were whole on time. Tilt. The whole team was on tilt, and I agree with you. They could have stuck with their game plan, which is ground and pound, and you use your running backs and use Lamar's legs, and you mix in the pass, and they probably had a better chance of getting back into this game. But just circling back to to the beginning, 
before before we move on, Greg, I, I just have to say, yes, it was a bad night for the Ravens as a team. It was a bad night for John Harbaugh. If we're going to give Andy Reid tons of praise for this game plan, we should probably give the uh, losing coach uh, some heat as well uh, for the team playing so poorly. But Lamar's at the front of it, and Lamar is the reigning MVP. And I, w- I, I if I'm a Ravens fan, I'm alarmed. I re- I'm Lamarmed. Lamar, Lamar, it. but it's his worst game. I would say it's his worst game by far. Um, There's a pattern here, though. Since the Chargers, really yeah. When since the Chargers bad, playoff, since the, the old Mike Chargers Tyson adage, loss. everybody yeah. has a plan till they get punched in the mouth. And when the Ravens get punched in the mouth, they have not responded well. No. I thought it was interesting because uh, I was over at our colleague Omar Ruiz's house because he also lives close to me watching the game, Humble and he brag. has a bunch of friends that are. Ravens fans Life. and they were crushing John Harbaugh for his decisions during the game and I was just thinking back to when that was Andy Reid with the Eagles because <laughs> that's all it used to be and now all of a sudden it is just like Andy Reid he just manages everything so well like look at his clock management look at him go <laughs> the Chiefs yeah. defense so did something in that game that other defenses try to do I know the Patriots certainly tried to unsuccessfully but they basically didn't rush him and I think that's the way to do it is you, you just try to keep them from going to the outside and you, you send different looks. But it was almost like, like we don't want to try to sack you. Well, yeah. they talked about that. You they, know? They're putting their cornerbacks you know, back, in the, back in their scheme and bringing the safeties up and basically saying, we know you're going to run it. We know this is what you want to do. You had, you know, and they really didn't run the ball that well against the Browns in week one. They certainly did in week two. They did not last night. And another thing that Lamar Jackson said, along with the kryptonite comment, was that he thought that the Chiefs employed a very similar strategy to the Titans in the playoffs. So is there a scheme out there that coaches will try to copy and paste to take out this run-heavy attack? We will see. All right. So we'll continue to follow this. And remember... Yes, there's only one bye, and now the Chiefs have the head-to-head tiebreaker, which means if the Ravens are to get that number one seed, they have to finish a game ahead of the Chiefs in the standings. Did it last Ooh. year. Really would have finished two ahead if they didn't rest their starters. So it is possible, mm-hmm. but it does feel uh, somehow yes. even tougher this time around. Well, I don't know why. But it can't be a nice trip for an opposing AFC team to fly into Charm City, as they call it, and wipe out Baltimore in January for the third year in a row. There needs to be a new narrative if oh, you're the Sessa Ravens. Loves it. Mm-hmm. Mark loves this. it. He was loving last night. Right. I don't need to love it because it's like Dan's first place Browns. No, but to your point of punching up at teams that look like professional entities compared to what we're normally watching, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, I think you have a professional team right now. Mark. I am referring to the past 25 years. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, let's move on. This was a bummer to wake up to. Uh, COVID 19 invading the NFL. Uh, the Titans closed their facilities until this weekend after three players and five team personnel members tested positive for the coronavirus, the NFL announced on Tuesday. There has been no decision made about how to handle this yet about the Titans game on Sunday. They're scheduled to face the Steelers in Nashville. However, a source told ESPN's Adam Schefter, the NFL wants and intends to have the game played as scheduled, another contingency plan here is possibly uh, moving the game to Monday night. And uh, the eight new positive tests for the Titans, all confirmed after additional testing. According to ESPN, asymptomatic are these people as of Tuesday morning. Roger Goodell said in a statement uh, or in a memo, this is not unexpected. There will be players and staff who will test positive during the season. Uh, you know, Colleen, that's uh, that is a sad uh, truth that it, there was no way we were going to go through this whole season without any of this drama. And now here we are. No, we knew it was going to happen at some point. I'm frankly sort of surprised that we got this far without something like this happening yet. So it will be interesting to see how they kind of kind of adapt to it and and respond to it. I wonder if one of the things that's going to happen is if they'll 
have testing on Sundays now, too, because it's the only day of the week that they're not testing. And I know part of the reason is because of the PCR test. They take a little bit longer to get results back. But I, I'm not really sure why they don't do the rapid test, the, the POC test there, um, because that at least you would be able to get results turned around in the same day. And maybe that would have helped contain some of the positives that they had on Monday. We're, we're taping this Tuesday afternoon. It's just too early in the week. Tuesday to know much because the fact that the none of the Vikings have tested positive means nothing at this point. They wouldn't have tested positive if, you know, necessarily yet if they'd contracted it. And we don't, we don't know. We've seen in baseball and I think they should use that as an example, like a team coming back too quickly. That was the Cardinals. The, the reality is it's a reminder that testing can't, can't stop, save them. Can't stop it. The, the reality is the, the facts show us players, a number of players were in that game on Sunday, um, having coronavirus, and right. so and, and and you can test it, you know, as much as you want, and that's that's what the fact that's what the test results kind of point us to. I know they didn't test positive till Monday, but it started on Saturday. Players are playing in that game on Sunday. You can kind of do the math, and I, I don't know if there, there's no simple solution to this, but you know, I, I, I think it's very much up in the air, even though they want to play the game, whether this game is going to be played. There's also some backpedaling because, you know, they're requiring everyone in what they call the tier one, two, and three of NFL employees, which would include players and coaches, I'm assuming. I mean, it does. Um, they wear these Connexon proximity recording tracking devices, and then they look at, um, they know who tested positive. We don't right now. That's the other part. We don't know who this is, but where were they on the field? How close did they get to anyone else? I mean, there's a lot more investigation work to be done here. I mean, I, I would also say that the, you know, behind door number two is are these positives from the same position group? Is it four cornerbacks? Is it four offensive linemen? That completely changes the scope of whether or not, you know, a game on, you know, in a couple of days is even viable. Right. And and what we do know is on Saturday, Titans linebackers coach Shane Bowen, he tested positive, so right. he didn't make the trip. And that's sort of where it started. But we have no idea how contained the outbreak is because it can take up to five to seven days for an infection to really show up on any of these tests. That's I hope Shane Bowen They're was willing... not at the uh, kickers club, Dan. That's my one concern. You still have this <laughs> vibrant um, positional club. You know, open till two in the morning, night after night, acting like it's 1998 <laughs> or something. Very wrong. We have testing that the rest of you people don't have access to. I'll just leave it at that. Mm. Wow. Right. Seems elitist. Super rapid tests, huh? It was like super rapid test. All right. Uh, all right. So obviously we're going to track that and we'll talk about it more, I'm sure, uh, on Thursday and hopefully not uh, in a setup where we're talking about games being postponed or rescheduled. My goodness, what a mess that would be. All right, Mark, before we get into our game show, real quick, I know by the time people listen to this, it will have already began, but I'd like a quick, you know, maybe 60 seconds or less preview of the opening round playoff matchup between the Toronto Blue Jays, 32 and 28, <laughs> and the Tampa Bay Rays, the American League East champions, 40 and 20. Uh, go ahead. Well, you know, I'm really interested that the, the the Blue Jays did something a little atypical here. They've got this um, pitcher shoemaker who's been out of the loop. He's been injured, and he's suddenly going to be starting game one against the Rays. Um, I'm not a big fan of the city of Tampa or the state of Florida for no particular reason other than they're in my way right now. And the Blue Jays, all I asked for when I think I was on a text thread with you guys was I want to root for a team that um, I don't want some dominant team that takes the whole thing yawn. I want a scrappy team that fights their way into the playoffs. They are the eighth and final playoff team in their conference, if you want to call it that. Um, league would be different, American League. I am very excited for this Blue Jays uh, contest. <laughs> All right, begins, and that's 60. It begins in 28 minutes, if I'm not mistaken, and I would like to wrap up this show in time if we could. Wow, look at that. That was concise. I liked it. Great preview. Oh, you said you said to keep it quick. That's also about as much as I know. All right. More than me. It's time. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, for America and Canada's favorite game show, Opinion or Truth. Mm. Uh-oh. All right. New game here on the Around the NFL podcast. I am your host, 
Dan Martindale, Wink, Kansas, whatever you want to go with. I like Wink, Kansas. Okay. And I will present to you, the group, questions about the 2020 NFL season, mostly. And you will uh, raise your hand. That will be your buzzer. I will call upon you, answer the question. I will let you know if that is opinion or truth. Uh, if if you are incorrect, if you've stated an opinion as opposed to the truth, uh, someone has a chance to jump in and steal. A correct answer in round one is worth two points. A steal is worth one point. Hmm. Play two rounds, and then whoever has the most points after two rounds uh, gets a chance to win $25,000. Wow. Uh, coming out of the uh, Tamposi From your estate. bank account? Uh, no, the Tamposi uh, savings account. Um, They'll sell off one of their New private Hampshire. tennis courts and do that. Uh, <laughs> Her jet. So if you are in the lead after two rounds, you get one question with a chance to win $25,000. So our, our, our goal is to to say the truth? Your goal is to state the truth. <laughs> the, now, okay. here's the problem. Okay. I'm a really bad test taker. Sometimes, and I'm not great at I know at you games. are, Colleen. I know you are. Sometimes okay. a person thinks they're stating the truth when it is, in fact, an opinion. And that's when it falls upon me, the old Zeuser, the judge, to let you know what is truth and what is opinion. Wait a minute. All right. What? Okay. okay. No, What's wrong it with just, this it, it just feels, I mean, I feel like, you know, there have been multiple exercises where uh, it basically <laughs> boils down to what, who Dan wants to win. But I'll, we're all going to play along. Let's see how this goes. Oh, please. You got your Blue Jays preview in. Everything's gravy for you from now on. Well, you'll see what sort of effort you get from me. Ooh. <laughs> All right, here we go. Ricky, you're going to be a, the unofficial scorekeeper. And also, you know, just you are, Erica, before we get going, I want, is there something you could share with the audience? We've kind of teased it for a little bit since we're doing a game show right now uh, to let people know what is going on in your life. Yeah, um, you know, I've been brushing up on some trivia and happen to be cast in the game show Weakest Link that airs tonight. <laughs> um, Wait, this is real? Yeah, you didn't. You, what did you think? <laughs> yes. We were just texting about the Weakest Link. But it was months, secret. Like, it was. We oh, I haven't keeping seen it that quiet. Right. Yes, you and have. Everyone is like on, on top of every minute of our show. Something. Colleen's short term memory isn't what it once was. Uh, <laughs> leave it at that. Erica, so you you were on the Weakest Link. Did you win? Yeah. Um, I'm not allowed to say. Oh, come I on. Did, you can tell us. No, one's I did. Yeah, I did sign an NDA. Um, but let's just say it's worth watching the show. Mm. <gasps> Whoa. What? Ha- All right. So NDA, of course, is a non-disclosure agreement. Mm-hmm. What what can the producers of The Weakest Link do to you if you break the terms <laughs> of the NDA on our podcast? Well, if I did win and I said that publicly, they could take the winnings away. Oh, that means she must have won, mm. right? That's right. Not otherwise, she would get yeah. true. So we're playing today for Tamposi's winnings. Is that what this game oh, yeah. is actually good, about? Good go. Good go. Yeah, we're yes. The winner of Got this it. gets Erica's if, winner if, winning. If and, I won. and if she did not win, then it comes out of her parents' pocket up there in New Hampshire. <laughs> Either yeah. way, it's coming out of a Tamposi bank account. Ample Great. pockets, from Great. what I understand. Yeah, sorry, right. I can't hear you. Jane Lynch is just yeah. Go get me another cup of coffee. We're good. We're good. <laughs> Jane Lynch, of course, the host of the reboot. Although I miss the old British lady. Wheel out that old bag. I liked her. Right. Well, I asked you, Dan, if that was who was returning to co- you know host the show again, and you inform me that she's about ninety-seven. I don't even know if point. she's alive. I, I bet remember. she'd be amazing. Yeah, maybe maybe get her out here. Anyway, good luck to Jane Lynch and, of course, Erica, who's already either won or lost horribly. And either way, it's going to be a lot of fun for us. We're the real victors. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Again, I asked a question. Raise your hand. That will count as a buzzer. Wait to be called on. Here we go. Question number one. Who? Oh, question number one uh, of opinion or truth. Who is the next starting quarterback to be sent to the bench by coach's decision. Hmm. Greg. All right. I'm going to go with Dwayne Haskins because uh, Ron Rivera, now he's answering the question every week about it. 
and uh, he's not really providing much, uh, many promises, that's a bad sign this early. That is the correct answer. Please put your oh. hand down, Colleen. <laughs> Great. Okay. Wolf. Well, I had a that, suggestion, but I will keep I don't, it to myself. Don't need it. Don't need your suggestions. Just worry about the game. You got a big I don't think I'm good at game shows, but you. Um, yes, Dwayne Haskins is the correct answer. In fact, Ron Rivera, yes, as Greg stated in that Monday press conference, uh, made some fairly damning comments. It seemed like uh, what was it? It was something like he, well, he let said the that team he, down. Yeah, or? he said that like, <laughs> you, you, like he basically his play needs to be more for the rest of the players on the team. I mean, and mm. said that there's a stopping point, a cutoff point. Was the right. exact yeah, quote with a young a quarterback? That Browns game also felt said pretty close to that cutoff point. If there was another game like that, that was a rough. Uh, that was a rough day for Dwayne. Colleen, did you have another? Not that this counts towards the uh, the point system. Did you have another option that you were going to buzz in with? Uh, well, Jeff Driscoll is um, getting benched. It's so. already been announced. So that spoiler alert, you know, a TNF preview coming that, up. That it is, is actually correct, though. You uh, you are factually correct, but it's about things that might happen in the future. I said that's next. Just how this? Driscoll's I don't understand this happened. game. <laughs> okay, got it, got it. All right, so Greg, that's one point for Greg. Uh, Greg, you do not control the board. I know in some games the person who gets the question right controls the board. No control at all for you. I'm sorry. Question number two. Who has been the most disappointing player in the NFL through week three? Mm. Carson Wentz. <laughs> all right, Colleen. Uh, got to raise the hand gotta first, raise the Colleen. hand first. Okay, right, got Carson it, got Wentz. It, got it. Why, why Carson Wentz? Um, because have you seen him play? He he's made like one good throw a game. Like last week, sure, we saw him dive into the end zone for a touchdown. That's great. We're gonna need a lot more of that for the Eagles to be anywhere this year. Mm. It's been an absolute disaster out there. He's been so disappointing to start the year. Colleen, that is the correct answer. Carson Wentz has been more disappointing than any player in the NFL through week three. I mean, the amount of plays he's leaving on the field, including in an obvious get-right situation for the Bengals. Sometimes the way an NFL season structured, these things are, are supposed to be preordained. You're supposed to start 0-2 and be in a funk, and then the Bengals come to your building and you, you just kick their ass and you win 35-17. to uh, But the fact that they couldn't do that, and he's missing Miles Sanders with the uh, gimme touchdowns, and he, he's just been scattershot. He already has... Uh, Dwayne, uh, excuse me, not Dwayne Haskins, but he's playing mm. like him. Carson Wentz has six interceptions in three games. He had seven in 16 seven. games last year when he carried the Eagles to the postseason. I mean, how do you make sense of it, Connie? You don't. You don't. I, I was listening a little bit to sports talk radio. It felt very cathartic uh, mm. in Philadelphia. And it sounds like they don't really want Carson Wentz in there anymore. It sounds like they're calling for Jalen Hurts. But oh, wow. I am not. I'm saying that's way too early right now. Everybody slow your roll. Sure. Tying the Bengals was not ideal. Uh, we'll see what happens next week. <laughs> and, you know, if longtime listeners of the show know. And I, I don't think I'm alone. I hate ties. I hate the oh. rooms of symmetry, especially of early the NFL standings. Ties. And when you throw in that ugly hyphen in one, and I feel like the Phillies or the Eagles and the Bengals have tied every season for the past 30 years now, and they just mess up, mess up the look of the standings. Anyway, good start, guys. Two questions, two correct answers. Up next, if you could reboot your fandom and choose any team right now, who's the best pick? Mark Sessler. Well, I mean, I'm going to be honest. Greg raised his hand uh, first, so... What very honest wow. competitor. Let's go to the judges. Let's go to the judges. Nope, they say Mark, you raise your hand first. <laughs> well, for me, it's for me, it's the Chiefs because number one, I like if I like a team with deep historical backstory, and they have that. Um, number two, to your point, Dan, that you mentioned before, they're not Brady and Belichick, but they might be the closest thing we have going forward for the next 10, 15 years. And why sign up for any other team that the one that will probably win four to five Super Bowls? Mm. You know, I'll just buy a bunch of red and yellow and white clothing and act like I've been here the whole time. Oh, I'm sorry, Mark. That is opinion. Anybody want to uh, buzz in? Uh, right. Greg. Well, I'm, I'm going to go with the this Green is- Bay Packers because, mm. you know, our host has pointed out that Aaron Rodgers is going to be an all-pro this year. 
Um, so that means he's going to be playing at like an MVP level. And it's been a while since the Packers have won a Super Bowl, so it'd be fun. They're almost like a resurgent story. And the history, as Mark likes to point out, is that he's they'll rich. have another great quarterback for another 20 years. Uh, so whether, you know, it'll be Jordan Love, I guess. But whoever it'll be, it'll be a nice handoff, and you'll enjoy the title of the Packers this year. Well, week. enjoy yourself in the least diverse NFL town on the entire map. <laughs> I mean, I'm in L.A. I'm not going there. That is the correct answer, yeah. Greg oh, Rosenthal. <laughs> yes, yes, the Packers. What a great story with Aaron Rodgers. It's, a, you know, every so often a player comes along uh, that you'll talk to your grandchildren about. Rodgers is one of those players. Patrick Mahomes, flash in the pan. Aaron Rodgers, a true great. <laughs> flash in the pan. I don't know. What about the Bills? Who? Yeah. The Bills? No? No, no oh, yeah. love for them? I hey, feel like that would be, uh, that's a great one, no? no? Great, great organizational history there. A lot of success. <laughs> All right, so um, after one round, Greg, you have two points. Excuse me, three points. Colleen, two. Mark sitting at negative one. I'm sorry. Uh, let's move on to round two. And guess what, Mark? There is a uh, an avenue to, for you to get to the finals, uh, just like the Toronto Blue Jays. All points worth double in round two. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it'll be a very smooth avenue. Mm-hmm. All right. What? Which under the radar under the radar star understudy drama has the most legs mm. in the NFL moving forward? Mm. Understudy drama. I just feel like it's Colleen's turn, so I'm waiting for her. Oh, to, you know. well, I, I already I already talked about Jalen Hurts. I feel like that that I feel like I my mm. mind all automatically goes to the quarterback position mm. when you're talking about an understudy role. And I think about the two quarterbacks that we've already talked about on the show today, Aaron Rodgers and Carson Wentz, the two high profile quarterbacks that got backup quarterbacks drafted this year. So that can't be one. So my mind, I'm basically filibustering Talk until I can it. figure out Come up with another one. situation. Is it Taysom Hill? Uh, I don't know. Ooh, that is a drama. Out of time. Out of time. Uh, I believe Greg had his hand up. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick. You know, this has been going on for a long time. You didn't see this coming. Um, will Bill ever leave? You know, will Josh ever ever get that chance, or will he just sit in that job uh, running plays for Bill um, until Bill hands it off to his son uh, in a succession-like uh, backstabbing move where Steve Belichick takes over? Incorrect. That is opinion. Mark Sessler. <laughs> Damn. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna go uh, Trevor Lawrence and Sam Darnold. I don't like the situation, but <laughs> oh. the idea that Trevor Lawrence months from now could be, will be someone's quarterback, and could it be the quarterback for right now the team that looks like it will finish with the number one overall pick? Well, you <laughs> cannot be, out. you could not be more wrong. Number one, it's an opinion by you, and uh, just enjoy your little game manager, that five foot seven passer in Cleveland. Uh, while the good times last. Why am I here? That is actually n- negative four points for Mark. Okay. Uh, ne- the correct answer, by the way, uh, I would have accepted two. So, unfortunate uh, that nobody came up with it. One was... Justin Herbert? Jimmy G and Nick Mullins. I mean... Ooh, interesting. We've talked about how you wonder in when Kyle Shanahan lays in bed at night if he feels like his offense is, uh, is being run at its highest level with Jimmy G. Wow. And Nick Mullins... You know, I know it was against the Giants. I know it was against the Giants, but he played excellent. They held the ball for almost 40 minutes. They didn't punt for the first time. A Niners team didn't punt in a game in almost 27 years. And uh, I'm not saying I'm not saying there's a quarterback controversy, but hmm. give give it a week or two. I like this. I haven't even thought about that yet. That's spicy. And We've uh, also I, seen Nick Mullins be successful before on Thursday Night Football. What was that? Two years ago against the Raiders. It's been a while. It was, it's, it's been, been a minute. minute but, but hey, we, we get it, Colleen. You host like one of the you know most <laughs> highest rated shows in the world on Thursday. <laughs> Bingo. Okay. Uh, I would have also accepted Al Michaels and Mike Tirico after <laughs> Ooh, juicy juicy on Sunday Ooh. night star understudy drama. Okay, moving right along. Given pandemic uncertainties, economic realities of a two-home household, uh, two-income household, and stubborn record-level pricing 
in the Los Angeles market, will my wife and I own our own home by 2025? Mark. Absolutely not. That's correct. That's absolutely correct. (laughs) (laughs) Two points. No chance. You got to speak it into existence, Dan. Next question. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I will tell you that the six six counties that comprise Los Angeles, uh, the median price of homes reached $600,000 in August, up 12.1% from a year earlier, according to uh, data released by DQ News. Uh, here's a quote from Sid Leibovich, president of Rodeo Real- uh, Realty. Mm, yes. uh, okay. We Rodeo, have had Rodeo. I think they prefer Rodeo. <laughs> there used to be there used to be Rodeo. I know Greg thinks he's so smart. There used to be Rodeo. I, it was a joke. It's a joke because it's you know negative it's... twenty points for Greg. <laughs> that road there was used renamed. to be a Rodeo Boulevard, right? right. Uh, also in West Los Angeles, which has now since been renamed Obama Boulevard. Anyway. So they could have been on that that street as well. Anyway, here's the quote. We have had houses with 40 to 50 offers. It's just bizarre. Unbelievable. That's why none of us own homes out here. All right. Here we go. Moving forward. Uh, Which head coach has the hottest butt as we approach October? Mm. Colleen. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I have to say this, but it's... It's Adam Gase. That's, that's I feel like that's not even I don't even need to expand on that. Yeah, that's I feel correct. bad for and, Adam. And we'll we'll get to that on Thursday night football talk, but there's a lot of percolations in the air uh, that Gase has to beat an undrafted free agent quarterback uh at mm-hmm. home to keep his job and avoid falling to 0-4. So that is two points. Actually it's double points for Connie, four points. All right, final question of the round. I think that was wrong. Lions got that week five bye. They lose this week. Who knows? Might big be win for Patricia, Patricia though. Big this win. Week, though. Got to win. That helped. Mm-hmm. Lions move slow as molasses. They'll fire Matt Patricia. You know, seven thousand days from now, if they have their preference. Mm. There's Dan no Quinn oversight. also. Falcons fans are raising their hands and saying Dan Quinn. That's true. What a mess. All right. Finally, who is the NFL MVP after three weeks? Wait, sorry. Greg announced on Twitter we're not allowed to have that conversation. So that is the final round, the final ooh, question of the round. Ooh, I had an answer. <laughs> but go ahead, Greg. Has gotten an MVP vote It's more just like, hey, like he's an MVP contender. It's like, okay, like that'd be like talking about the baseball MVP in the middle of April. It's just like, uh, you know, just wait. You can wait. What is it? It's like at this point last year, Jason Garrett was coach of the year. That's what. That's the type of quality of conversation you get. <laughs> right, I'm sorry, Greg. Is... We're excited. Take our joy away. Greg, what's the equivalent? You're, you're better at math than I am. What's the equivalent of three weeks out of 16 in, an, in a Major League Baseball season? That would probably take you into June or something. And No, it'd be 19%, so which, which would be, it'd be like mid-May, mid-May. Why can't you just let people have fun? You can have fun. Why do you put rules on things? Greg is seeking quality can, conversations. You can do what you want. You're allowed to do whatever you want. I'm just saying uh, you can mock the people. You can mock All them. right. Fair enough. And I look at my score. It's a little bit jumbled, but it appears that Colleen Wolf advances to the finals Shocker. with a chance to win $25,000 of Erica's wow. money. Wow. What an Big unlikely money. result. Well, I, the way right. I look at this Stunner. game, though, it's more just you want to avoid being the one loser. And I feel like the scoreboard says at least I came in second. I'm not in last, so I feel good about that. Whatever makes you feel you know, happy about your path in life, Greg, I, I, I hope you did come in second, if that's going to mean that much to you. <laughs> it always does. A game like this always fosters hard feelings, and that's why I like it so much. All right. Well, it's, now. it's fraudulent, but beyond that, you know. Excellent game. I loved it. Here we go, Colleen. Here's your chance. $25,000. Either Erica's winnings uh, from that dopey game show she was on or uh, right out of the trust fund, the Tamposi Trust. (laughs) Perfect. Erica, are you okay with this, by the way? We haven't... We haven't cleared this necessarily. I'm sure she'll sign off on it. I, yeah, I like, you know, we talked about this over the summer, this sort of narrative that we're putting out there. I'm not necessarily for it. Okay. Um, okay, not comfortable with that. Okay. All right. That is truth. That is not a, this is truth. What is? 
Well, that's the game here. I'm saying this isn't a narrative. It's this not opinion. True. Right, it's not opinion. <laughs> that I'm uncomfortable with it? Well, that too. Yeah, that too. Eric, but you I have your you... sailboat, so that's the most important thing. <laughs> I'm, also, <laughs> I'm also assuming that you won, Erica, because there's no way you're such a smart uh, woman and sharp right. that right. I, I, I don't think it's going to come to you hitting up your parents for the money. It's a shoe in that you won, I would imagine, mm-hmm. just based on you versus you know anyone else in a game show setting. Maybe she'll have that down payment for her own house before, before I've been you trying and your to buy. family. Yeah, it's not just tell us, on. Erica, did you win? I cannot Come on. say. You're going to have to watch it. All right, we will. Here we go, uh, Colleen. This is your chance to be the, the grand champion of opinion or truth. Okay. Erica, Erica, we're going to put uh, 15 seconds on the clock. I, I'm happy that Colleen ended up in the finals because I know putting a, a timing element on this is going to fry that brain. And I'm uh, sweating. I just started that. to sweat. What is happening? This game is still going on. I thought it was over. Certain no, people. You're entering final jeopardy, basically, here. Certain people uh, react in different ways to a, a clock counting down to zero. Uh, and I believe this could be a problem for you. But at the same time, maybe you'll shock the world. Here we go. Uh, Erica, 15 seconds on the clock. And please start it as soon as I uh, finish this sentence. Colleen Wolf for $25,000. Say one nice thing about each of the teams in the NFC East. God. Okay. Um, I love Ron Rivera in Washington. I think he's an amazing head coach. Joe Judge, he grew up with my cousin down the street in Warrington, Pennsylvania. He is also a good one. And uh, the Dallas Cowboys have very classic uniforms. Does that work? Oh, and the Eagles? I still have to do the Eagles, too? Uh, oh, God. Uh, yeah, Doug Peterson. He's going to turn it around, and I have faith in him. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll throw it to Greg and Mark, the judges, to decide whether that counts. I don't think it, uh, the full answer didn't really get in. She just kind of said Doug, Doug Peterson's name. Also, is jo- Joe Judge being friends with someone you know a, a compliment? I don't know. It's, it is a compliment <laughs> because uh, it is her birthday today. She's a wonderful person. She only surrounds herself with amazing people. So that is where that came from. That may be authentic. I found the Cowboys portion um, a tad disingenuous. <laughs> and I don't think that you got the Eagles answer in to Greg's point um, before the buzzer. So I would go no. A, ne- a big no. All right. Sorry, Colleen. Erica, wow. good news for you. You get to keep those $25,000. I blew it. I can't believe I blew it. Possible winnings on The Weakest Link. Before we say goodbye. Hey, now. How'd that game go, by the way? Was that all right? Yeah, it was fun. A little sloppy, but... <laughs> like a B. I think it was good. A little rough around the edges, but... A little rough. We got there once we yeah. figured it out. I don't know why. Why are you, after all the stuff I'm going through, Mark, with the Jets? Why would you hit out at me like that? How did I you know hit it's got to be a you know it's got to be a really hard situation for Jets fans, and and you know me well how much I love the team. To do a Trevor Lawrence Sam Darnold answer that one oh. hurt. I, I'm not saying that I'm hoping for that or advocating that it. You know, no, don't you ushers know into existence. About. But there, people are already. I think Jets fans are already. Uh, New York tabloids discussing this topic, so I it's not I'm not powering it. At what cost were you looking for the win there, Mark? Well, I already I think we all every sentient human listening to this knows that I was not going to win that game show, no matter what <laughs> path I took. So cause as much uh, harm and chaos as you can along the way. <laughs> I don't all know right. if anyone was meant to win the game show. Mm. No. All right. Here we go. Right. Colleen, you are the <laughs> host of Thursday Night Football, mm. uh, the pregame, halftime, postgame show on NFL Network. This is, I believe, either the final one for the season, you tell me, or the final one for a bit that is broadcast only on NFL Network. Yeah. This is, is the this is the last exclusive until December. There you go. So you have the... 0-3 Denver Broncos, who made a quarterback change on Monday, moving away from Jeff Driscoll after one failed start, and on to Mark Rippian, 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 <laughs> Brett Rippin, according to you know you uh, vocabulary heads. 
His own I, coach they can't get the name right. He called his own coach called him Mark Rippin today when he announced that he called him Mark Rippian. Rippian vocabulary heads. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he is, I believe, the nephew of Super Bowl winning quarterback, correct? Mark Rippin. Rippian. 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 He is an undrafted free agent, and uh, listen, we don't need to pat ourselves on the back about this one. We already hit. We already kind of touched on it uh, last week on this podcast that. John Elway deserves exactly what he's getting right now. Uh, he left that backup uh, quarterback room, you know, in a state of disarray and just said, all right, okay, Drew Locke is uh, going to be my guy and he's going to take the next step, And but never factored in what happens if – forget about it, whether he's ineffective or effective Locke. What would happen if he got hurt, which is, of course, exactly what happened. Uh, Driscoll can't play the guitar in his start, and now it is Ripian who travels to the Meadowlands to face the Jets, who I think everyone can agree, including in the latest power rankings on NFL.com, are the worst team in football. And um, we could start there and maybe finish there that this is a matchup of two teams that have found their seasons essentially shipwrecked and obliterated uh, before the calendar turns to October. Uh, but perhaps the real drama here is if Adam Gase, who's been branded a genius by his own owner or mm-hmm. acting owner, whatever you want to call him, uh, can't find a way to beat Brett Ripien in week four at home in prime time. This could be the end of the Gase era. Mm. And I think that's what most people see is the stakes in this. Beyond that, I don't know what to take from it. Well, if you're a huge Broncos fan, you're hoping Locke comes back, but most of the other players aren't coming back. That who know, you know, maybe they could get in the mix at some point and be frisky down the line. But they're not just missing their quarterback; they're missing their starting right tackle. They're now on to their third right tackle, Jarrell Casey. Since we last talked, uh, I think is either out for the season or out for a while. Kareem Jackson is hurt. He's Shelby, out for the year. Shelby Harris, who was playing really well, uh, is also hurt. So. They are among the most injured teams in the league. The Jets get a few players back this week, but I still think it's kind of a toss-up because Gase doesn't see... Like, Gase... I don't know. It's like the run-pass ratio really bothers me with the Jets because it feels like they're not totally trying to win. That they're just trying to end the game a little bit like the Washington team a year ago. That they're, like, splitting run-pass evenly and running on first and second down when they're down by, like, 20 points is... I don't know. It's a bad. It's a bad look, as as the kids say. Well, the Jets they have a minus fifty seven point differential right now, so it's not going great. But Sam Darnold, he's obviously coming off his one of his worst games of his career. But who does he have out there? I mean, no Le'Veon Bell, no Jamison Crowder, no Brashad Perryman, no Denzel Mims. Might get They're, Crowder back this week in Perryman, yeah, right? So that would be right. Good. I think more so they're leaning more so more towards Crowder. Um, he missed those two games. I don't know about Perryman if they're going to get him back for sure, but I mean it's it's been brutal. And these last three games they've lost by double digits. I mean, but Denver obviously isn't any better because they've been outscored by twenty five points. But Brady Rippin been more competitive for sure though. He came okay. in this game. And he completed passes to six different receivers. He only had one incompletion at the end. That was obviously the interception. But he, he, I thought, kind of showed a little bit of spark, brought like a little bit of life to that offense. No, I mean, the Broncos, they, they're they just – I in week one, they were a team that I couldn't have been more excited about. And it's a study in what how quickly teams can become shipwrecked um, in an NFL season and in both cases here. And I – the Jets, to me, it's on Adam Gase to put a competitive team on the field. And, Greg, I, I like what you say about the run-pass ratio. I also think part of it is Adam Gase just, um, for for the flurry of supporters he has around the league, because he does have them, um, he keeps getting interviews, he keeps getting opportunities, seems behind everyone else when it comes to organizing and scheming offense. I mean, we just talked about Andy Reid and the Chiefs, and in other weeks you could talk about the Ravens and how that they, you know, they build flexible systems around their strengths. And Adam Gase feels like the one coach out there that goes out of his way to take his better players and put them in positions that create distressing, low-octane results. I wonder. I wonder because every once in a while, a head coaching gig goes so sideways that it could really impact a coach's stock to the point where it becomes toxic and 
Uh, I'm not wishing this upon Gase because he doesn't seem like a terrible guy. He just seems overmatched and not the right temperament for this type of job. I wonder if he still has allies and a lot of people that are going to be knocking on his door for any type of job uh, once this is mercifully over. Colleen, let's close it this way. Great job by the whole TNF team, uh, including yourself with Ryan Fitzpatrick last week. Everybody thought it was going to be Mean Shoe, and that was something to be excited about. But then Fitzmagic went off, and then you had the amazing Paisley shirt with that all the outfit. chest cabbage so good. And, and the uh, the the beard, which is just completely uh, malformed at this point. That was so much fun. Who is your dream post-game guest mm. this week on Thursday Night Football. If you got to pick a scenario how a game plays out and to have any player, who would it be? I can't believe you're asking me this question because I was going to end asking you this very question because um, I guess the potential stars would be Sam Darnold, Bradley Chubb, Melvin I've got Gordon, one for you. I've got Harry one Judy? for you. I've Who? got one for you. The, the, how about Quinn and Williams? He's a good interview. He made a couple plays a couple weeks ago. The Denver offensive line has been struggling. This feels like a Greg Williams game where he sends a lot at them. They've been struggling to stop blitzes. And, and it'd be nice to see Quinn and Williams make some plays and have a big night because, you know, he's, he's kind of under the radar as, you know, a, a, a slow start to his career. And this feels like an ugly game where maybe the if the Jets are going to win, it's, it's defense. And uh, he's a fun interview. He's a fun guy to talk to, at least. So entertainment-wise, I would think he would be a good choice. I wish if you would, if you were still traveling for Thursday Night Football, and hopefully you'll be doing it again next fall, um, I would have said Mekhi Becton, who, by the way, they got just got some good news uh, this season yeah. because the shoulder injury that took him out of the game on Sunday doesn't appear serious. He might even play on Thursday. You know how, like, when we see Colleen next to the giant Hall of Fame guy, like, at league events? What's that guy's yeah. name again? David Baker. David Baker. <laughs> David Baker, that gargantuan man. Uh, and it's just the funniest thing in the world because Connie Box is so tiny. Yeah. Um, that would be fun to see the big ticket right next to the tiny box. Uh, that would make for great television. But since we don't have that... Give me Sam Darnold because if you if anybody saw his press conference, his Zoom conference after the loss, he, he seemed like a, a lost kid. And a reminder, he is still the second youngest quarterback in the NFL. He's been through a lot the last three years. If he had a nice game, three touchdowns, 100 passer rating, a win, and he got to go do a positive interview for a big audience, oh, I'd love that for Sam. I would love it. Um, we'll see if it happens. I'm pulling for you, Dan. Right. Really hoping for that. All right. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> Colleen, uh, you've said it all. Congratulations. You you didn't win the big prize. The judges kind of nailed you on that. But yeah. uh, I thought it, it could have went either way. It really could have. I mean, I think that some of the judges maybe weren't quite fair. But uh, hmm. what are you going to do? I'm not going to be a sore loser. So well, now now $5,000, Colleen. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Now Ricky can keep her money. All she has to do is not blow it. She's just got to come through and get that money. Erica, what is the uh, – come back, Ricky. Um, what is the level at which we could have fun about your upcoming appearance? Because we don't – and this is this is in all honesty with the audience. We don't know how it went. Uh, we have not seen any footage. Uh, uh, Erica has – she's stayed with the terms of the NDA. Be aware of that. Uh, people over at The Weakest Link, we don't know anything. If things go sideways on that program, if they go, you know, Sam Darnold week three against the Colts sideways, <laughs> uh, are we allowed to have fun with you or is it going to be a situation where back off? Mm. Mm, I think I'll be a good sport about it. I think I'll be all right, um, no matter what the outcome is. Well, sounds like it was a good outcome. Can't, can't step into the arena unless you're ready to, to face, you know, to take the appreciation or the criticism either way. That's That's what being cast in the weakest link is all about and you're gonna let the people know erica uh, when your appearance is yes um right, i good. think i don't know when it's gonna air i mean the commercials that they've been playing during sunday night football and all that stuff have been the same so i think i mean they were less secretive when they were trying to kill bin laden than they are with this program no. <laughs> and also i should i be concerned that you don't appear in that commercial no i think it's just the first week like i I will be it'll be very funny to see if i'm in a commercial on sunday night football in the near future you just think that if you were like a runaway if you were a runaway hit on the show that they would probably there'd be people thinking you know let's feature her let's get that 
face out there, but not a not a hint of you. In the right. If Lynch, for instance, if Lynch season two comes around and Lynch is asking for too much and they're like, we need a younger, cheaper alternative. Right. Well, if Ricky slays it in her appearance, maybe that's of course she did. She's a she's the strongest link. So let's plus let's be plus like just think how many like huge Hollywood careers um, have been launched by being guests on game shows. It's legit. You know? So many. That's well Big said. Big time guys. Big time guys. <laughs> oh, we can't wait, Erica. Oh, my God. I cannot oh. wait to watch this show. Can we do a viewing party? Yes. A socially distanced viewing party in my backyard. Everybody comes over. That sounds so much fun. Right. I'll totally remember. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good stuff. Uh, a reminder that uh, you'll hear from us again on Thursday with two shows. One previewing every game uh, in week Four to come. And then Thursday night, I believe me and the Sizzler will recap Denver Broncos, New York Jets. Uh, and also a reminder, television reminder, that the Around the NFL broadcast uh, airs Saturdays on NFL Network with a, uh, a preview of the week ahead as well. So make sure you check it out. Connie, thank you. And your ba- your den looks glorious. And thank I hope you. to get the invite to your place as well. Anytime. Love you guys. You're welcome. Seven days a week. All right. Most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) Seven days a week, most of the time. This is Dan Hansen signing off for the Tiny Box, the Quiet Storm, the Old Boss, and Ricky Hollywood behind the glass virtually until Thursday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.